morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are going to continue our series as Christ on Christ our Healer. Christ our Healer. And, you know, I've forgotten to do this in this series so far, so sorry about that. But remember, you can subscribe to shoutsofgrace.substack.com. What's going to shoutsofgrace.substack.com? And you can get all kinds of stuff right there, mostly the podcast today, and get notifi- notified daily that it's coming out. So that's kind of nice. That's also where you can go and comment um, and like and all kinds of other stuff that you can do on that. But today we're going to be continuing on our study here or devotions uh, series on Christ our healer, Christ our healer. And I'm, I'm excited to look at this one today, but so far, let's, let's kind of do a little bit of a review. So far, we started in Genesis and we went over this idea that God created the world and it was good. There was no sickness. There was no illness. There was no death in this world. But sickness, illness, and death entered the world, of course, through sin. And sin is what brought sickness and illness and death, all of those things, into the world. That's what what, what brought it into. It wasn't God. It's not that God goes and gives this. It's that it is a consequence. It is a judgment of sin. That's, That's what it is. And so we, we go and we see then from there that healing is part of God's character. He is Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha. But not only is it part of God's character, but then it was also part of Christ's purpose in coming because it is right there in the atonement. By his stripes, we are healed. So we see these four things, and these are four foundational principles to understand healing. And that is, God didn't design sickness. He didn't create sickness. He didn't create illness. Sickness and illness are a result of sin, the result of sin. So therefore, every sickness and every illness that is in this world, it is a result of sin, whether it's directly a result as as a judgment upon someone or as a result because of a sin-cursed world. And then we look thirdly that this healing idea, this concept of healing, is part of God's character. It's part of who He is. And then lastly, or most recently what we looked at, I should say, is that it is a part of the atonement. It is a part of the atonement. It's part of Christ's purpose for us and desire for us that we would not just be saved, but also by His stripes we're healed. He took not only our sin upon the cross, but he also took all of the results of sin. And we we know that because it's not just that God goes and says, oh, you're forgiven of your sin, and then you die and you, you don't go to hell, but you just become part of nothingness. But no, we actually get resurrection, and we get resurrection life. He goes and actually gives us life. There's a positive that is given there, and that same principle can be applied then to health, that God goes and He gives us health, He gives us that healing. But today, we're going to be looking at how healing is a benefit that God wants you to remember. Healing is a benefit that God wants you to remember. And we're going to be reading from Psalm 103, 103 today, and it says this, A Psalm of David, Bless 
the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes just righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He makes known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities, for he... For, excuse me, for as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he, know, he remembers that we are dust. And as for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments, to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. We see here that in this psalm, David goes and he points out, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And then he says this, and forget not all his benefits. And this is something that is so important to, to grasp and to lay a hold of when it comes to healing. And that is that healing is one of the benefits that God says, hey, don't forget. Don't forget, and this is so important because he goes and he points out the one that most people just think of, most Christians think of. It says, who forgives all your iniquities? And isn't that a wonderful benefit? And don't you remember that benefit? And you should remember that benefit, by the way. But what I found is that for most Christians, that's as far as the benefit goes. You go and you say, oh, wow, Christ forgave me of my sins. In fact, maybe you've been listening to this series and you're saying, well, but Pastor Sam, you know, let's let's slow down just a little bit. Let's slow down. I mean, I believe that, that God forgives our sins. There is an atonement. I believe that God created all things good. I believe that sickness even came in uh, with, with sin. And, and certainly I believe that, you know, Jehovah Rapha, that's a name of God. And, you know, I, I, I mean, maybe you just kind of ignore that point. But you come out here and you say, but, you know, you're really kind of missing the mark now, Pastor Sam, because— it's just that he forgives our sins. You know, that's the gospel and that's what it's about. Well, yeah, you know, the gospel is about Christ forgiving your sins. That That is a very important part of the gospel. I mean, Christ died for our sins, right? That's what he, that, that that's very important there. And he was buried and he rose again. Let's not, not forget that. But here we find something interesting. It tells us, remember all 
those benefits, not just that really important eternal one, but then it continues on. And right after it says, who forgives all your iniquities, it says, who heals all your diseases. Now, there are some who will go and look at this passage and they'll say, oh, this is talking about spiritual sickness. Well, I hate to tell you this, it's not. I mean, just read it. You know, the Bible says what it says. And God didn't struggle in communicating what he was saying. Let's take the simple truths of Scripture. Let's not twist it uh, to, to meet some kind of weird theology that loves sickness, right? That, that's weird. Remember the benefit. He heals your diseases. You remember that he forgives your sins, but do you remember that he's a healer? Do you think on that? Do you dwell on that? Do you meditate on the fact that God is a healer, that, that he doesn't want you to be sick? If he wanted you to be sick, he, he would have created mankind with sickness. Wasn't God's design, not God's design for your life. Do you remember that that is a benefit? Because it's not just that he doesn't want you sick. It's not just that that wasn't his original design, but it's part of what Jesus Christ took on the cross. He took your sickness. By his stripes, we're healed. He took all of the consequences of sin. And we see this continue with what it says next. It says, redeems your life from destruction. You see, this is the concept of restoring your life. You know, it, it goes and it says in John 10 that the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And you know, Satan, he's the thief that it's talking about in John chapter 10. And of course, then it says that, that Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. But, but Satan is that thief. And he has come and his goal is, is first to steal your life. He doesn't want you to be saved. He wants as many people to go to hell as he can possibly see. But then he also wants to come and to steal your health from you. Okay, so you've, you've gotten saved and you're going to go to heaven eternally. Well, let's make you ineffective here and let's make you miserable here. And, and let's go and to take all of this purpose that God has for your life and let's steal it, says Satan. But then he also comes to destroy you know, one of the things that sin does is that it destroys. There are people whose lives have been destroyed by sin, or the path that they're walking on is a path of certain destruction, and not just not just eternally, but but physically. You know, there are some people I've I, I've seen. I've I've worked with a lot of people who have have been on drugs, and they've that they've done drugs, and because they did all these drugs, they fried their brain, and they ruined their life, and it destroyed their life. But I want you to understand something. It says, who redeems your life from destruction. That's, that's a benefit that God has. And this is illustrated perhaps best in, in Joel, where it goes and it talks about this judgment of locusts that come in, and it, it's going to eat all the crops— and what these locusts don't eat, the next locusts get. And what those don't eat, the next locusts get, right? I mean, they, it just it takes everything. But then later on, there's this, this glimmer of hope as God goes and he says, says, look, I'm going to restore what the locusts ate. I'm going to restore what the locusts 
8. You know, one of the benefits that we see that God gives is that he restores, and I've seen him restore people's minds. I've seen him take people who who had all kinds of, of trouble learning and all kinds of stuff, and then they ended up getting into drugs and, and, and just ruining their life, but then they get saved, and God restores to them and gives them even better than what they had before. I mean, isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome? And I want you to realize something. That's a benefit you're to remember, that God is a restorer, and the one before it is who heals all your diseases. You know, if you're struggling with sickness right now, I, I, I know there are some people who, who they just need healing, and you're listening to this. I want you to stop and remember. Don't be thinking on your illness and, and getting the, oh, woe is me attitude. Stop and remember the benefit that you have that Christ secured for you on the cross, that there is access to healing, that there's access to healing. Remember that benefit. It's a benefit that you have. I also want to skip down to verse 8 because this is an important, an important lesson when it comes to healing and understanding healing. See, it says, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. And I specifically want you to remember the phrase, the Lord is gracious. The Lord is gracious. You see, when it came to healing, I've often known <clears throat> that God, excuse me, that God could heal, right? There's no doubt in the power of God. I'm not doubting the power of God. I never have doubted the power of God. And I think there's a lot of people who are like that. I maybe didn't even doubt, you know, the fact that we should ask God to heal us. That we should remember that he can heal. He has the ability. But it's not just that God has the ability to heal. It's that he's gracious. He is gracious. His disposition is that he wants to heal. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. It's not just that he can heal. It's that he wants to heal his children. He wants to heal his children. And, and isn't that incredible to stop and to, to just have a paradigm shift there from the idea of praying in such a way in accordance with the ability of God, which is good to pray in accordance with the ability of God, you, you know, God can do anything, and, it, and it's not good if you go and you're praying and you're saying, Lord, uh, you know, I'm sick, or this person over here is sick, and I, I mean, I wish you were able to heal them, but I don't think you can. You know, that would be a bad prayer, It'd be a terrible prayer. So it's good to pray in accordance with the ability of God, but it's even better to pray in accordance with the heart of God. And what is God's heart? It's that he's gracious. It's that he's merciful. He wants to heal you. He wants you to walk inside of the benefits that he brings. Now, we're going to continue to look at this idea, and we're going to see in the, the, the coming days, not just God's healing here and what he wants to do, 
but the qualifications. What are the prerequisites to healing? We're going to see these things, and then how do we walk in healing? But this is so foundational, and I think this is probably the last foundational one. But it is so important to understand. Healing is a benefit from God, and God has a disposition that is merciful and gracious. He wants you to walk inside that benefit. He wants what's best for you, and what's best for you is not sickness. It is health. So today, remember all the benefits of God, including how he heals all your diseases. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may be able to observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle's been won. Then you feel it, the song that is rising. Then you can't help but let it out. If you're trusting in faith, See